Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. We're currently in the Discipleship Pathway series. Now here's a reminder of what these are. Discover, deliver, devote, develop, and deploy. Discover is about how to discover people and help them discover Jesus. Tim talked about the four Gs. God is glorious, good, gracious, and great. Deliver helps people begin a new spiritual life and to find out all that God has for them in this new life. As Hannah shared last week, her role is to help welcome us into the light. The light means that we are a chosen people, we are royalty, we are called, and we are anointed. I've been a part of Ivy for about 11 years now, um, and I currently oversee the devote step of the pathway. So devote is helping people become devoted to Jesus and one another. Firstly, what is devote? So, the dictionary says to give all of something, especially your time, effort, or love, or yourself, to something you believe in or to a person. It's deep. It's not to give some, but it's to give all of something. It's not something to be taken lightly. The focus on devote is based on Acts 2.42, but I'm going to read up to verse 47 to get the bigger picture. Read along with me. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's amazing, isn't it? I know that what we've just read is happening across the world and movements are happening in Manchester today. And yet, for many of us, it can be tricky to include some of these disciplines into our daily lives. We have work, we have other commitments, extracurricular activities with kids and, and other things that just take up a lot of our time. So I'd like to talk about how we can still live out Acts 2.42 as we do life and not to separate them from our responsibilities. So today, we'll be looking at three ways that can help us deepen our devotion to God. These are Holy Spirit, heart and habits. I didn't purposefully look for H words, but it just came together. So I guess I guess I can call them the three H's. So the first one is Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He is a way that we get to interact with God personally now because we know Jesus as Saviour. He brings us to God Father and teaches us how much we are loved. He's a person who freely brings wonderful gifts to us and is always with us and available to comfort us, help us, guide us and empower us to live a holy life. He's often known as the helper. Now who doesn't need help like this? The scripture often encourages us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Spirit. For example, Ephesians 5.18, it says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. 
Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We look to Acts 2, 42. But if we go back to the beginning of the chapter, it says this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then in Acts 2.14, it says, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Here we see that the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. One thing to note is that it's not a one-time thing, but we see repeatedly that people were filled with the Spirit. Now, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to empower God's people. Being filled with the Spirit changes our hearts as it allows the Spirit to lead us in our daily lives. When we're delivered from darkness into the light, we then need to be filled with the Spirit, allowing ourselves to be fully yielded to the Lord. The Holy Spirit was important in Jesus' life and marked his public ministry when Jesus was baptised. Matthew 3.16 says, The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do we need the Holy Spirit in our lives? What a privilege to have the Holy Spirit give us insight into the Word of God and guide our prayers as we devote our lives to Him. The next H is heart. So being filled with the Holy Spirit, it gives us direction and it also changes us from within. You may be familiar with the story of Mary and Martha in Luke 10, 38-42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. To be devoted to Jesus, we recognise that we need him and we have to choose to do so. God doesn't make us do anything, we have a choice. So, do we choose to do what Martha does, get caught up in the busyness of life? Or do we choose like Mary and sit at Jesus' feet, focusing on him completely and not let anything get in the way? It's a matter of the heart. It's what matters most to us deep down. See, we worship what we value the most. If we ask ourselves, what do we value most in our life right now? What would that be? Is it Jesus? Or is it Netflix? Or is it good food or maybe a sport? So I remember when I was pregnant and had a rash and I was struggling with morning sickness and I just couldn't sleep. 
and I spent a long time in the early hours of the morning downstairs watching lots of programs on Netflix. For me, Netflix was where I ended up worshipping because I ended up getting caught up in what was happening and I couldn't wait to see what happened next. When I eventually went to sleep, the first thing I thought of when I woke up was I want to watch the next episode of whatever I was watching. It got my attention. It went into my headspace and my time. So watching something like Netflix, well, it's absolutely fine. And I believe that God wants us to enjoy the things that we have available to us. But what is important to God is what's going on in our hearts, what we value the most in our lives. You see, the more we value something, the more time we spend doing those things. For example, when we value a relationship with good friends, parents, we choose to make time for them. We make the effort to see them and connect with them. God cares about where your heart is and he deserves to be priority in our lives. The third H is habits. Habits, the routines and things that we do on a regular basis. When our hearts are in the right place and we choose God as priority in our lives, it changes what we desire to do with our time. So reading further in Acts 2, 42 to 47 again, some of the ways that people devoted themselves were by reading the Bible, by prayer, worship, communion, having fellowship together, performing signs and wonders, sharing and giving. To be devoted to something is to give our all. In our lives, I'm sure, like me, we often find ourselves having to juggle things from your family commitments to work and things that just pop up out of the blue. So putting habits in place to help us with our devotion is really useful but we do have to be intentional about it. We may not be able to do everything we want, but if we just take some small steps and commit to one, be it one thing at a time over the next couple of months, it can really make all the difference. We want to support you in your devotion to God. We have things throughout the week um, or in the month at Ivy Church that you could develop as a habit. Fellowship, we have grow groups, we do life together, reading the word, encouraging each other. Are you in a grow group? We have prayer and worship nights once a month at Disbury. And that's just coming into the presence of God with no agenda, but to focus on him alone. And there's also flow at Cheeto Hume, which is very similar. And it's all about encountering Jesus. We have a new Ivy playlist on Spotify. Um, you might have seen it. We'll have a new one for each quarter. So perhaps you could put that playlist on in your home and sing along and worship together. There's a healing club where we, can, where we can be prayed for if we want healing, or we could be somebody to help pray for people. That happens once a month at Cheeto Hume. And the last thing I want to mention is faith lifts. We have short devotionals on Facebook um, to encourage people at the start of every weekday at 8 a.m. Now, without being biased, or maybe I am, but I think these things are pretty great. Now, being devoted to God, however, it's not exclusive to what the church has in place, but it's also what we do and choose in our everyday life. Remember, being devoted is to give all of something. So it's our life, it's our everyday life. We are here to help as much as we can, but ultimately, we can't devote you, only you can. Going back to the habits mentioned earlier, such as praying, I'm sure some will be more appealing than others. For me, reading the Bible, it hasn't always been easy. It took me a while to figure out how to read the Bible better. Using a daily Bible plan wasn't very effective for me. 
But what made the Bible come alive was when I understood it from a chronological perspective and it changed the way I approached the word. Sometimes we just have to find a way that works better for us. On the other hand, I love worshipping in song, so this is much easier for me to instill in my daily life. Although I'm not saying it's perfect, because I have emotions that can get in the way. And we women, we have these things called hormones that like to show their face regularly and kind of take over. Women, can you relate? Men, can you relate? Now, I don't wake up feeling enthusiastic every day. That's what I'm saying. In fact, I'm not sure how enthusiastic I've been feeling most days as Jackson, who's currently 14 months. He likes to wake up at around 4.30 every morning. See, with all these habits, it's something that we learn to do, but it's something that we choose to do. The more we put these habits into practice, the more we are reminded of who God is. Then the more we devote ourselves in response to him, then we just want more. I can say for myself that once I've experienced and encountered the presence and the goodness of God, I just want more. Psalm 34, 8 reads, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. It doesn't say taste and see if the Lord is good. It says the Lord is good. When we meet with God, we are changed and we can't help but respond back to him in worship, praise and our full devotion. Ultimately, we devote ourselves simply because God is holy, he's worthy and he deserves our time and attention. He's our creator and he knit us in, his mother, in our mother's womb. He loves us so much that he sent his only son to die for us. As we devote ourselves more to God, we get to experience more of his power and his kingdom on earth. We understand more about who he is and we also get to know more about our identity in Christ. My passion for us as Ivy Church is to see us step into all God has made us to be, to be zealous for the Lord, to reach out to encounter him and to love the presence of God and to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want us to be passionate and desperate for more of him, to be devoted to Jesus. And I believe that as we do, we will get to see more miracles, healings, breakthroughs, peace, freedom in Jesus' name. Acts 2 really is the outwork of our of devotion to God. Personally, I especially love the picture of the apostles performing signs and wonders. I really want that for us at every church. How incredible would that be? The great thing that comes out of this just gets better, it gets better. The impact is not only on us, but the people around us. When we're in the light, the light oozes out of us. When Holy Spirit is on us, it will affect everything we touch and come into contact with. When we're more aware of the Holy Spirit, we can hear that still small voice. We can prophesy and encourage people. When we experience the joy of the Lord, the joy overflows. You get the picture. The more we take hold of our identity in Christ, the more of a blessing we become to those around us, our family, our work colleagues, school friends, people we just walk past in the supermarket. So to sum summarise, the Holy Spirit is a gift that's available to us. Let's be filled with the Holy Spirit. The posture of our hearts toward God matters, and that matters most to him. Let's make Jesus our number one. And developing habits is an important part of our devotion. Let's commit to developing routines to bring us closer to the Lord. We have the most incredible God who we get to call Father. We've been saved by Jesus who died on the cross and the Holy Spirit is alive and in us. Isn't our God worth our time and effort? Isn't he worthy of our hearts and worthy of our devotion?
I just want to end with this. I love Psalm 100, which teaches us how to be grateful and to worship God. If we're new to following Jesus, or you struggle to spend time with God, why don't you start by reading and speaking the psalm aloud every morning for the next week? This will help you build the habit over the week as we choose to put him first, declaring his goodness and praising him. So Psalm 100 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Delaney, I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.